We at the Skeptic Wire would like to extend our condolences to the people affected by the tragic events of today, September 12, 2012. So many families will be adversely affected by the senseless frenzy brought about by the media-crazy mentalities of a vocal and dangerous minority. This day will always remind us of the dangers of religious cults, primitive thought, and unthinking adherence to dogma. We do this little podcast to try, in a funny way, to promote critical thinking and rational discussion. We hope for a better tomorrow than we see today. When tragedies like this occur, we'd like to remind you to keep calm in the face of crazy claims and mindless rhetoric. Please, go tell the people that mean the most to you that you love them. We will try to get past this horrible day together. I am, of course, speaking of the launch of the iPhone 5. Please be strong, friends. We love you. To the Skeptic Wire. Hello! Hello! It is the 12th of September. Uh, 2012, it is episode number 75, or Diamond Jubilee of the Skeptic Wire! And these are ethically mined diamonds. Yes. Because we're just that way. Because we we have ethically mines. Of which I have bled on. So, I am Gary Lawn, your host. Stand with me this week are Donald Swafford. Hello, hello, hello. And hosting this week as per, I guess, regular now... Is Craig Prine. No one really gives a shit about that. Yay! So, we got birthdays today. Oh, wait! Do we want to talk about our weeks? No, of course not. How's your. What birthdays do we have today? No one cares about our week. No one cares that you're hosting, and no one cares about our week. Yep, pretty much. I don't think we even care about our weeks anymore. No, I forgot my week so far. At this point, we've been around each other so much that we just don't want to know. (laughs) No. No. <laughs> we don't want to know what got yeah, what no, horrible, no. Shut, shut, what got stop. great, what got sexy, what got filthy, anything. Right. We don't want to know. Yeah, we don't want to know about that accident with the waffle iron. So, how uh, how how was people born today, Idge? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice try to save there, Gary. <laughs> who was born today? All right. Do you folks know who... <gasps> Guillaume Joseph Hyacinth John Baptiste Le Gentil de la Gessier was. Uh, he was the. I don't know because I did not understand a single fucking word in that, and I know that you did that on purpose. He was the bad guy from Fifth Element. Guillaume Le Gentil. Well, okay, yeah, but his full name. Guillaume Joseph Hyacinth Jean Baptiste Le Gentil de Galassier. Into the mic. No, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Fuck you. Something about a glacier and the Baptist. <laughs> no. Um, uh, he was born September 12th, 1725, if that doesn't help. Uh, wow, he's really old. I was going to say modern. And died in 1792. Oh. He always died. Hey, when was he born? September 12th, 1725. 1725, and died in? 1792. Okay. 
So he was like 70-something years old, too. Yeah, yeah, lived a rich, full life. Like, he, like, he had a diamond jubilee as well, like and they were probably blood diamonds. Well, yeah, I guess so, probably. Well. They not, didn't, not well, in the modern well, not, not like, yeah, because see, they didn't know about it last time. Slave labor was perfectly fine back and then. And that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio hadn't oh, come yeah, out yet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in fact, probably moving pictures were still yet to be invented. <laughs> and he ignores us. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was busy playing Sudoku. All right. Um. Oh, is that what you call it now? I'm not going to show you what's on my I was, phone. I was going to say, someone, someone, a comedian called that um, crosswords for stupid people. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know who wasn't a stupid person? Uh, Jean-Baptiste Le Guillaume Le Gentil was the name he's kind of Guillaume Le Gentil. Guillaume Le Gentil. Guillaume Le Gentil. I hit you both. Guam? Gil? I get a free pass. I'm from New Jersey. Um, you get no. <laughs> Wrong. Okay, Mr. Jersey Shore. Oh, canceled. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not yeah. my New Jersey. Because it looks like they're not from New Jersey either. Exactly. And, you, and look at where you are. Texas. But you go back there every once in a while. I, I know you put on that spray tan. With this hairy body, why would I? <laughs> that would be insane. I'd have see see how well the sun cooks me. <laughs> I'm say, I'm Can you imagine me in one of those boots with just the little goggles? <laughs> Sleep on that, folks. All right. Guillaume Le Gentil was a French astronomer. Ah, a French astronomer. Yes. Um, he he discovered he he's not very well known, but he discovered um, some, well known enough for Wikipedia, right? Well known enough for Wikipedia, yes. And a list well of known enough for Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> he discovered some minor objects, the Messier objects M thirty two, thirty six, and thirty eight, uh, nebulosity. Oh, yeah. You know, a couple of he cataloged good, some dark nebulas ones. and stuff like that. You said M thirty eight. Yes. That's like a really famous one, is it not? I'm not or sure. Or is it 31? Yeah, one well, of those 30s. One of them. Yeah. I should have called my brother the, the astronomist. The, the astronomist? <laughs> you mean the rocket scientist? Um, the, the interesting thing about him is that he was part of the um, international cooperative that was trying to, in 1761 used the transit of Venus across the sun to measure the distance between the Earth and the sun using that ge- geometry of, well, we know how big Venus is and we see how long it takes to get across and that can tell us kind of the distance from us to Venus and Venus to us and Venus to uh, sun and sun to us and, and all that kind of triangle stuff. But this required... Actually, not triangles. They'd be more uh, circular. But fine. Triangles. Okay. Triangles. <laughs> Damn it, It's triangles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember from science. It's all about the triangles. Um, so he was part of this group triangle of man, hundreds of scientists who were trying to um, measure this distance, but you had to have lots of observations from across the world. Well, um, Guillaume decided that he was going to... Fuck you. I hate you. Guillaume. 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 Guillaume, hiya, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Big G from now on. 
Uh, Big G decided that he was going to go to Pondicherry, which is a French colony in India. Or was. <laughs> I actually knew that. He was... Pondicherry. He left as early as March 1960 to get out there, um, and he got... 1960! Uh, sorry, 1760. <laughs> I think it's a hell of a long travel. He was a Time Lord! Um, <laughs> was the boat bigger on the inside than the outside? I, I don't know, well, probably one must, not. One must assume. So, uh, he was traveling along there, and in the meantime, France and Britain had broken into a war. So, by the time he got to... The the area, um, it the British had occupied that colony, so we couldn't go there because he was French. So he they had to and that's how it became Pondicherry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he couldn't go land there, so he they were they sailed back towards France. But June sixth, when the uh, transit came, nineteen sixty one, seventeen sixty one, the sky was clear. But he was at sea, and you couldn't really take accurate observations as the boat was going up and down sure. and side to side and and all that fun stuff. So he missed the first transit. Huh. Now, as people who are fans of science know, that transit of, transit of Venus will happen in a pair eight years apart, and then those pairs with the next pair is like 100 plus years apart. Yeah. So he he could wait another eight years and take part in the next one. So he actually decided he was going to stay around that that area the near that India that India colony that French Indo China thing colony and so he stayed out there and he did some mapping of I think it was the Philippines those are the or, good old days you could just go out yeah, leave yeah. your wife go at anywhere. home exactly and, and, and you didn't have to worry about all those you know like pesky you know laws and immigration yeah. things yeah and you just got you on didn't a boat have to have went. a visa yeah just you know. and then or a Mastercard. And hope that you weren't killed when you got there. Yeah. Or on the way. He spent the intervening eight years um, doing coastal mapping of places like Madagascar, where they had that movie with Chris Rock and Ben Stiller. So he decided for the Mm -hmm. 1769 transit, he was going to try to do it from the Philippines. But the Spanish people of the Philippines didn't particularly like that idea, so he... That's hilarious. The Spanish people in the Philippines... Yeah. Who cares about the Filipinos? Exactly. <laughs> so by the time 1768 rolled around, uh, Pondicherry was back to being a French colony. So he went there, he built an observatory. And that's when it became Pondicherry. And he waited until um, uh, 1769, June 4th. It arrived. The entire month beforehand had been clear skies. The day of the tra- transit of Venus, cloudy skies. He didn't see a thing. <laughs> Apparently, he had a bit of a breakdown after that. A little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So, after (laughs) a couple years of recovery, he made his way back eventually to France, delayed delayed from going crazy, delayed from dysentery on the ship, and ships being blown off course. It's this whole saga. Apparently, someone made an opera about him or something like that. It sucks to be (laughs) Jean. So, he finally got back to France... And, but since he had been away for about 11 years, he had been declared legally dead. Yeah. His wife had remarried, and they had given up his spot on the Royal Academy of Sciences. Um, and, <laughs> and he had his, nothing to show. For. <laughs> exactly. And his entire family had plundered his estate. 
So awesome. he missed both v- both transits, went insane because of that, and then was declared dead when he got home. Now, eventually, the happy ending of the story is actually the king intervened and said, no, no, he's not dead. And he got his seat back with the Royal Academy of Sciences, remarried, and lived for another 21 years after that. So wait a minute, they, they plundered his estate. What, what, how does... Like, okay. It was one big-ass estate sale. I, I, yeah. Right, but how was he making money? How, was he, how did he have money? Did he just bring gold with him? I don't understand that. Yeah, it's really weird, those kind of old-timey... Oh, I've gone for 12 years. You know, the the sense and sensibility stuff. No one actually seems to do anything to earn the money they have. I have an estate. Oh, well, here you go. Here's a chicken so you can eat He did some of that mapping work out in in Madagascar, so he probably had some skills to devote to where he was. It's just not important enough for the Wikipedia article. Probably killed one of those giant tortoises that were so tasty as well. Okay, sure. <laughs> they were so tasty that, according to QI, they didn't receive a name until, like, the 1960s after they'd been all eaten. <laughs> so the moral of the story is that, you know, if you're Plan interested in better. science, that perseverance, you know, you, you can keep at it even if things go shitty. You can keep trying, and it doesn't matter if the woman you married left you and things sucks and everybody thinks you're dead. You can work things out in the end. It'll be okay. Yeah. If if you were born in like the 1700s. Yeah, and happened to be a <laughs> you know rich scientist who was trained and educated. Exactly. So that, well, le- that, that leaves was us a, pretty shitty because yeah. you know when bad things happen to us, it's gonna keep happening bad. Well, that was a long sorted tale. Yes, I thought it was just an interesting, amusing tale of misfortune and happy ending at the end. Oh. Not the kind of happy ending you're thinking of. Like that uh, car wash in the... Uh, um, yeah, was, was yeah we, we're kind of staying uh, inter... No, uh, Kuala Lumpur. So, staying international then, not coming back to the States. Staying out there, over there. Over right. there. Although, more Where recent. Where we need a visa. Yes. Yeah, there was a kind of fun story that apparently there was this, um, this prostitution ring. Oh, act- oh, sure, start there. I was going to say there was a... Car cleaning ring. No, you well, already went to the know. prostitution one. <laughs> you obviously were paying much more attention to this story than I was. Well, prostitution is perfectly fine over there. It's cleaning your car that they get pissed off about. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I thought they were no more it can't be because they arrested the prostitutes. Oh. I kind of thought that they were getting upset over the fact that they had that, you know, that double punch Tuesday coupon. Afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some of them weren't getting double punched. Exactly. If you know what I mean. So there was there was a ring that was broken up that you get nine. It'll well, pay for pay for nine car washes, or rather have your car washed nine times, times, which is actually a different kind of thing. With it within a certain period of time, for, yes. yeah. Then you get to have sex for free. Yeah, there was this this car wash was adjacent to a massage parlor, massage. and as they were. Arresting Johns around the city, they kept finding on well, all these Johns. Well, they wouldn't be Johns because it's the Middle East. Johns. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Johns. All these Johns. Um, all these Wands. I don't know. Johns. I don't. Yeah, whatever. All the clients of these there other prostitutes that they kept busting had these, you know 
re- customer rewards cards from this one particular car wash. Double so they started Tuesday. looking into that one car wash and found, oh, they're in cahoots with a prostitution ring. So Cahoots. I, I understand what Keeping it so clean with cahoots. Is that just like to go with the car wash theme? Bubbles! <laughs> I just I, I know what the, the the car wash got out of this deal in that they got returning customers who wanted to get their car washed as often A as lot. they possibly could, if you know what I mean. Um, but what did the prostitution ring get out of this? Was well, presumably res- the the people who used those nine punch nine punched cards uh, perhaps mm-hmm. came back. I mean it's pretty to good. The same prostitute sure. groups. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so from what I understand, people who go to prostitutes sometimes like to go to the same prostitute. Like to repeat business. And like to know what you, you're getting yeah. up front. Exactly. Or yeah. round the back. back. Depends yeah. on your preference. Or on the undercarriage. Yes. Oh, wait, we're back to the cars again. Yeah. yeah. Is that uh, undercoating for... Is that what the, the, the used car salesmen always try to sell you? I think new car salesmen try to okay. sell you too. <laughs> Don't need it in Texas though. All right, but that was kind of a fun, happy story. Yeah, there's been a lot of icky stories going on this week. Like what? Well, the most obvious being that today is Wednesday, September 12th, and we woke up this morning to find out that our ambassador to Libya had been killed, as along with uh, four uh, other so American students, yeah. citizens, U.S. citizens, and a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. Why Why was that, one may ask? Well, originally reports seemed to be that it was just some unruly mob, but it seems like it was a lot more concerted attack, organized, well-supplied, with guns and rocket launchers and crap, where apparently they were pissed off, or the story they gave, the fighters who were in the mob, mm-hmm. was that they were pissed off about some 15-minute movie trailer of a really crappy, and if you've seen it online, it is really, really crappy. Bad green screen, bad dubbing, oh, bad acting, bad. It's shot with a handicap. Bad handy theology. Camera. It's like, oh, you must believe everything that's in the Quran, and this is something that Muhammad is supposedly saying. Muhammad didn't write the Quran. He, it was Dictated. an oral tradition. Right, and that was eventually written down and called the Quran. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a little pissed that. They made that movie with $5 million. Because, <laughs> well, seriously. That's like, the thing. Apparently, this movie has only screened once in L.A. to a nearly empty theater. And the only thing people can watch now is the trailer that's up on YouTube. <laughs> so there's no proof that there's an actual movie. Because the producer is apparently a pseudonym. Um, or and, director or whatever it is. Yeah, that but they it's, can't associ- find the it's associated guy. with that, that uh, the guy uh, who burned the Korans. Or wh- Terry Jones. Terry well, Jones, right? Basically, this this movie existed, and and apparently there might have been some Coptic Christian group that was involved in either making it or promoting it. And Coptic. then Terry Jones, the Florida pastor who gotten shit for burning and then trying to burn and then burning well, again saying, the saying Quran, he would, yeah. He was he was touting this as something that everybody should see and it's a wonderful thing. So once he got involved, it got more publicity, and then Al Jazeera picked it up and translated it into Arabic. And then the shit hit the fan. Yeah. Oh, like I said, I'm, I'm more offended by it just because of the crappy filmmaking that they did. Because, I mean, it is bad. And I'm like, I look at movies, I know movies that are made for a lot less. Sure. I mean, I will give you a prime example. 
Red State. Kevin Smith, great film. Very controversial. Looked a hell of a lot better. <laughs> well, it wasn't filmed with a fucking handy cam. According to uh, this, uh, the to Coptic Church and the U.S. Embassy uh, issued formal condemnations of the film. So maybe, maybe right-wing Coptics. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it was just some no, no, splinter no, group. No, no, no. It was it was trying to say that there was a connection between the U.S. and the Coptics. So the Coptics mm-hmm. were sort of uh, part of the plot, not so much that they were involved in the making of it. Anyway. Yeah, it was. It, there was just one Coptic Christian who was talking up the movie ah. in this, in cahoots with Terry Jones. Well, this Nicola Baisley. Yeah, Nicola Baisley. Nicola. Okay. Now, who can out can't pronounce something? Okay, it's fucking Arabic. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> we can bring Teacher Mike back in, and he can translate. All for right, us. fine. <laughs> He anyway, like, the point is, this was just one. A couple people made a really, really, really crappy movie, and we don't know yet at this point, being September twelfth, what organization might have been behind it. If there was any organization ties, if there was any Al Qaeda ties, if it was just some militia or some crazy, some one crazy um, mullah decided to stir up his well his group, and then a militia got involved. It's yeah. There's no definite. Right now, but it's just un- we've been saying for weeks now with the you know the Batman shooting and the Sikh Temple shooting, stop killing people <laughs> because it's it's just basically the excuse of yeah. we don't like this film we don't like its message and it's a bad crappy message anyway and generally speaking you shouldn't be able to kill people over that right. and generally speaking uh, the people that you end up killing aren't even the people that you should be killing. Had nothing I mean, to do with it. Yeah, it is so insanely stupid. Yeah. Which is why when something like this happens, it's really not about them being all pissed off and wanting to kill. Is they just want to kill somebody? Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's an anti-American sentiment that they want to. That's an easy way to get people riled up. With is a provocative movie. Yeah. To say this is why we should hate them. Well, and again, it, it also goes back to there was that film about Muhammad's life, the Prophet Muhammad's life, that uh, I believe it was in England. Uh, mm. Some some of the uh, some of the places that were going to show the film were bombed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there was that filmmaker in the Netherlands who was killed. Yeah, I'm not talking about yeah. him. Okay. I'm talking about that's the film. another one. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about the film about Muhammad's life, and of course, you're not supposed to depict Muhammad. And so mm. these places were bombed, and as it turned out, if the morons had actually watched the film, you never see Muhammad because everyone's always talking to the camera. Which we yeah, spoke a lot about of, this before. A lot of the fighters said, "Oh, I haven't stupid. seen the film, but I've heard it's horrible to Muhammad." Yeah. So it, like, it, I haven't read the yeah. book, but I'm going to burn it. I yeah. haven't heard the CD, well, or I haven't heard the album, so let's burn it. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's the morons. same complaint that we, we hear about the movie Dogma, that we heard I, about La- Last Temptation of Christ, I mean, which I actually got to see in the theaters. Or uh, uh, Life of Brian. For yeah. crying out loud, there's a, there a debate you can watch on YouTube between, uh, it's John Cleese and... yeah. <sighs> One, yeah, one of the it. bishops or something like and, that. Yeah, and neither of them had seen the movie. And so Python got all their all their ducks in a row and 
totally destroyed the other people. Yeah. It was, it's actually a horrible, horrible... It's, it's funny to watch. From our point of view. From our point of view, <laughs> just because the the religious side hasn't done their homework and don't have a leg to stand on. Yeah. But they're like, well, I haven't seen it. It's like, well, how can you talk about it? Oh, well, actually, that's not true, because you don't have to read every single book on apologetics to realize that you don't have to follow the apologetics, right? Mm-hmm. But just just going on on hearsay and what other people are, or what you think the movie's about based on the blurb or whatever, um, it's not a reason to pass judgment on something. Yeah. And now you've had, after a whole bunch of politics between Obama and, and Mitt Romney, which I'm not going to get into right now because I want to make a different point, um, apparently the Obama administration has condemned the movie or something like that, and either condemned or asked Terry Jones to stop talking up the movie or something. And Which that is not I completely disagree with. No. I think that's absolutely the wrong thing to do because the whole point of this is that we're supposed to have free speech. This is a shitty, shitty movie. Sure. We people can, can talk about it and people can air it because that's how it's supposed to work. Well, the Obama administration is well within the right to ask him not to just talk it up. They it can't is make not a law to do it. <laughs> right, right. It is not in the right to stop him from from talking about it. But you can certainly yeah. ask, and you can put pressure on the person for, for doing that. Uh, if just some even people pressure have, is crossing s- line a little nah, bit. Some some people have more pressure than others. <laughs> you know, um, but he has every, Terry Jones has every right to to talk about it, and we have every right to try and shut him down and yeah. try and shut him down. But it sounded a lot more of a, you know, we're going to tell this guy to stop just to appease these crazy people. Yeah. In in the statements I heard in NPR when I was driving home. Yeah. Yeah, that also just might be some... Because Obama knows that he's not going to be able to stop him. I mean, it's, yeah. I, Obama flat out knows that. I mean, man is a constitutional lawyer. But it might just be him puffing up his chest... For that soundbite going, you know, hey... Well, Obama has also said there will be justice, we will find the people who are behind this, and that's standard presidential speak after some kind of event like this that you have to stand up and say, you know, we will go find them, we will look in every hole, and we will chase them down. And you are seeing, just a few hours later a lot of Libyans coming out and saying, this does not represent us, we are not anti-American, you know, don't group us all together. And the, and the unfortunate part is, the mob that did this did it under the pretense of lobbying, of mobbing, of globbing all Americans together as oh, this yeah. one monolithic well, thing of, this is a product of America, this film, and this... Yeah, but what else are they going to say? <laughs> All they hear from us is there's no there, you movies, can't have nuance yeah, when you yeah. when you're when you're bombing All they have somebody. is movies like this and Baywatch. Yeah, that's all they understand of American culture because sure. that's those all are the things that get past whores, the noise. The thing, yeah. Yeah. All Western women are whores. Yeah, I wish. Well, familiar with that idea. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> moving on. And the one woman here is just absolutely silent about that. <laughs> yeah, but. I have run into that I- no. ideology uh, it a lot. Doesn't yeah. have to be not in the Middle everybody, East. Not everybody thinks that over in the Middle East, but no. I there ran are into people it a in lot. Europe who think, "Oh, American girls are easy," because I see all those films. Sure, 
And, and you get some, you know, some couple backpacking or whatever, and the the woman keeps on getting hit on because, you know, the guys, European guys, think sure. that she's easy. Sure. Okay, moving on. Well, speaking of crazy anti-free speech kind of stuff, so over in India, there's this cartoonist Asim Trivedi, 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 that um, I don't is, know people. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's how it's spelled. We apologize, because we're stupid Americans who don't know how to pronounce half of what we talk about. So. Well, we have, we have Including no... longitudinal. Exactly. So, and that's part of our language. Um, he He's a cartoonist, and he's drawn a lot of cartoons recently criticizing what he sees as corruption in the Indian political system. Which is funny, because... Almost everybody knows that there's corruption in yeah. the political system. You've, I, I, you know, there's some really interesting NPR type stories that I've heard on just the pure bureaucracy left over from colonial days, yeah. and you know, stacks and stacks of, of of filing cabinets full of paperwork that they don't need, nobody reads, but you bribe someone, you'll get your stamp, and a whole lot of stuff from the bottom all the way up to the top. So he writes some cartoons to, you know, draw the the national emblem of India has three lions, but he replaced them as wolves. Some kind yeah. of symbolism yeah. there, and um, showed the parliament drew, drew the parliament building representing it as a toilet of you know a wretched hive of scum and villainy or something like so that. So it wasn't particularly subtle. Not not, not so much, really. <laughs> but they were political cartoons, and we have political cartoons of that type every single day here. Yeah. In the United States, but apparently um, someone decided that he needed to be arrested um, and charged with insulting the national honor and sedition. And sedition. So uh, originally he was he was he didn't want bail because he wanted the charge just to be dropped because it's ridiculous. Yep. And I would agree with him. But um, as of I think today, he did accept bail because they. They said they'd at least review the charges. And now he gets to go out and make public statements about how bad this statute is. It's um, Section 124A of the Indian Penal Code, which which prohibits, like I said, leftover from British colonialism, prohibits, quote, words either spoken or written or by signs or visible representation that attempts to cause hatred or contempt or excites or attempts to excite disaffection towards the government. Sounds like something that a government not of the people or for the people might put in place to keep uh, um, the people... Of the people and for those people yeah, in place. In place. And I think, actually, there's um, something similar happening here in the United States where we aren't allowed to hold up protests... Uh, if a person from Congress or someone running for office is going to appear, say, at an airport or uh, at a building, there's the whole keep the people against you away from you right. bill. Well, for that, your safety. They've exactly. been doing that for years, with especially political conventions where they have the free speech zone that's 12 oh, sure. miles away. Yeah, well, they're, they're institutionalizing And it unfortunately, now. you get to use incidents like the Gabby Gifford shooting to say, right. see, this is why we need to keep people away. Not that we need civil discourse or anything, because we had there was some 16-year-old girl who tweeted after the the Barack Obama speech that oh this guy needs to be assassinated, assassinated like ASAP, yeah. you know this guy gets to fucking get killed hashtag or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and, and I'm that sh- blatant hatred 
that's a sign of the times, and it's not a reason to keep people away. It's a reason to say, hey, calm the fuck down, people. It's yeah. also the sign of the Secret Service coming in and crawling up your intestines with a microscope. <laughs> Certainly hope so. And for those of you without health care, that might be a, be a bad thing. Uh, everyone needs <laughs> check, for, check for prostate problems. <laughs> yeah, or polyps, the, stuff like she's that. She's a 16-year-old girl. I don't think she has prostate problems. She but, might have polyps. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> but anyway, going back uh, to a scene uh, trivial. Sorry, a slight slight detour um, from India back to the United States yeah. and back to India. But it's it's kind of all part of the same problem of not really respecting freedom of speech and freedom of dissent and all that, which obviously is not in their legal system. But yeah. it's a scary thing in what's a, you know the world's biggest democracy doesn't have these kind of protections. Yeah, and that he could be jailed for life. For writing a cartoon, it's the same thing of you know the 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 Prophet Muhammad cartoons where you know people were killing each other over a fucking cartoon. Well, yep. it's the same thing with the ten year old girl in the Middle East huh. that was being accused of desecrating the Quran. Pakistan. Pakistan, close to Middle East. Okay, close enough for government work. You know, <laughs> in and fact, now, for government work, it, turns it is out, in the Middle East. <laughs> and now it turns out that she was. For what, if the stories are true, it's alleged that you know the 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 whatever the iman you know planted this shit on her. From what I read, and I could be completely wrong, it was something like she had something in her bag that was burned pages, but they were not identifiable as the Quran. So he decided, in order to make the case solid, yes, he was going to plant. Slightly burned, ripped pages from the Quran. So he desecrated the. He Quran. desecrated the Quran in order to, to accuse her of desecrating the Quran, which is just. And he got off. I mean, and, you know, we're we're talking about this from the charges dropped. Yeah. And this really kind of all is one big kind of skeptical topic of these people aren't thinking. Clearly. Rationally? Yeah, it's it's out of fear, it's out of trying to control people. It's not even out of fear, it's out of hatred. Well, hatred from fear, fear from hatred, it's all a Yoda thing. Yeah. Fear leads to suffering, suffering oh, leads to... Oh, shut up, Yoda. Kill you, I will! I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Uh, I want you to take that motherfucking toad off the <laughs> fucking stool... <laughs> I haven't seen this one, but it's apparently a Snakes of the Plain kind of it's Yoda a reference. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Yoda's kind of toad-like. Uh, I get it. Especially the episode one kind of digitally animated version where mm-hmm. he looked like he'd gained 50 pounds. Well, he might have. He was younger Yoda. then. Yeah. And, you know, dig- digital really... Puts, never mind. Yeah, so uh, freedom of speech, very important. Uh, and, you're, and you're right. It's, it's weird that the India doesn't have... But they're left over. It's left over from colonialism, where yeah. they were under a monarch, and you know the you know each democracy in the world has slightly been slightly different. You have democracies sure. in Europe where there technically is a state church, but they're not nearly as controlled by their church people. Well, as no, we I are mean, it, it turns States, out that or, mostly over time. Uh, a state church loses power. Exactly. Uh, it hasn't happened in the Middle East, but you do kind of... Well, what, what I'm saying is they don't have a separation of church actually, and state. And they don't actually have a state church. They have a state religion, which is a little bit different. Yeah. Anyway, 
Did we finish this topic? I can't tell. Yeah, we're yeah, kinda. basically <laughs> just bitching about people being intolerant of of Kvetching. speech and stuff. Yeah. But interesting, we actually kind of have a flip side story going on over in England. Do we? Right. There was there's this case where Or do they? If there are four separate cases where I think it's I think it was a a flight attendant or something ah. and one other person were told that they couldn't wear a cross at work. There was uh, there was a flight attendant. There was a woman who works at a hospital. Right, and then there was a someone who was supposed to give licenses for civil marriages who wouldn't right. give one to a same-sex to- couple, and a government. I think it was a government sex therapist who would not give sex therapy advice to homosexual. Oh, I missed the sex therapy part. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, that makes it a little primate sexy time, but not quite as much as Bonobo's fucking it out. But, <laughs> no. All four of these different people brought suit against the UK saying, you're infringing on our religious pre- freedom. Right. And the UK decided to hear them all as one kind of class action. I don't know what they call it in, in Britain. Probably, we'll just call it a class action. Yeah, because... Richard will probably correct us and, you know, spank us or something, but... Um, Mentally spank us, not really. It's it's all, don't go down this. Just it's all no, Brit- it's, it's all it's, British colloquialisms. It's it's like going up the apples and pears. Look, and okay, let's just not get off the track now. Class action lawsuit about wearing uh, and in the, this, yeah. these specific instances there were uh, crosses. Right, two of them were crosses, and two of them were they want they were going to deny right. service to. Essentially, civil ser- civil customers because right. they the, of their religious upbringings, and I don't. Uh, my opinion is it's kind of weird that those were all lumped together because they are different. At least the denial of services versus wearing the crosses, right, are different problems to think about. But there there was a there was a problem with at least the healthcare worker in that having a cross on a chain, which is what she wanted. Um, could be grabbed by patients. Uh, okay. It was also not um, inside of her shirt. And from what I understand, they said that she had the option of putting a cross on her badge or putting making sure the cross was on but inside her shirt mm-hmm. because that's a health hazard. Right. I mean, that's, that's an actual thing that they need to keep out of people. Because you, you may be up with someone who can grab it and choke you, pull it off, swallow it, whatever. Or it could be ho- ho- holding disease. Right. It was it was a safety issue. Yeah. And, and, and then the the stewardess, that's an older one, if I recall correctly. Uh, like last year yeah, or the year before. I don't remember all the details. And, but, they, but they have a, a dress code, right? Yeah. Which is the right of your employer to... To have a dress code. Now I can't re- I can't remember if this was the case of the stewardess or the health worker, but um, apparently one of the responses, well, you allow people to wear yarmulkes right. or um, hijabs or seeks to wear a turban. Yeah, I think so, that that was actually the stewardess. Yeah, yeah, so that's where I'm I'm not sure of where this is going. Why why that was told no and and how. How acceptable that really is to say, well, you can't wear your symbol, but other people can wear what are essentially symbols of their 
belief system. Well, That's where I'm a little squitchy. The other ones, fuck them for denying service to gay people. They should be just fired, and if you can't do your civil service job, then if you can't do all your responsibilities, you can't have that job. But the wearing of the cross, if other people get to wear some symbols, even if it isn't a Star of David or a moon with a star or something like that, that's well, where I, I have the issue. I think it's back down to the, the the safety issue, I think, is really where it it they're boiling it down to is if it's jewelry and people are in a panic and they grab it, you could be hurt and then not be able to do your job in case of an emergency or whatever. For the, really. for the stewardess as well, yeah. in case there's a yeah, plane but, crash I mean, or something. For, I mean, if you're going to go down that road, I mean, having a turban on, um, you can grab that off and use that you know, as yeah. a jump rope or Well, especially because Sikh men aren't allowed to cut their hair, so their hair is really long behind that, so they rip the turban off and then grab their hair and, and hold on for dear life. Yeah. So that also would not be good, but it's it's hard to draw that line yeah. be, between letting people have their silly little religious things. You know, it's 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 like okay, well, if if I like dolphins and I'm wearing a dolphin necklace, you know, can I sue the government for not letting me wear my dolphin necklace if it's a safety thing? If you know, if nobody gets to wear necklaces, period. That's how it should be. Right. But, and, and that, but that was I can't... Case. But I, it, it's, you get a lot of religious people asking for special dispensation from yeah. the rules just because it's religious, yeah. as opposed to, I like dolphins. You know, you you have here in America, you have... Um, what is it? The, the, not the Quakers. The... Um, the the beardy guys... The Amish? Ha- the Amish, thank you. The beardy guys... Who are you, you know? Who are saying that? Oh, we didn't want to have safety equipment on the back of our, our of our horse carriages because we can't have any color besides gray and black. Right. We don't want those orange triangles because you know, but it doesn't matter. You have to have safety equipment so others can see you. Right. We're not going to make an exception just because this is your belief, and and that's where a lot of this conflict comes from. Right. Same thing here in America with that the 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 healthcare debate over birth control. People are saying my belief has to trump everybody else's. Right. And it seems no, like, it doesn't. Yeah, it seems like most of these British British cases are just asking for special dispensation just because of its, its religion and I, that's what I got out of it yeah. too. And yeah. it, I mean, and, and in the case of the 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 workers using their religion as a, as a uh, bludgeon, basically. It's like, if you can't do the job, then you don't get to do the job. You know, <laughs> if you're unwilling to... And if, and if they're saying, oh, well, you have to hire me because I'm Christian, otherwise it's discrimination. It's like, well, no, you can actually just go out on your own if you're not willing to follow the rules of, say, the National Health Service. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to follow the rules, then don't, don't follow the rules, but just don't follow them here under our pay. Well, there was also a report in the Telegraph that says that they what they were what the government ministers were arguing was that the wearing a cross is not a requirement of the religion. Oh, I see. Whereas the yarmulke and the turban and all of that is. So still stupid. Yeah, it's yeah, it's still <laughs> stupid. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I've, se- I've seen some. 
people in some pretty silly clothing at atheist and skeptical conventions, but it's not a requirement for us to wear those silly hats Yeah, and, that everybody else and in a religion so seems to really, have. So really, all, all they have to do then is just, in their religion, somehow find a place where it says you have to. But I, I find it very hard to believe that Jesus Christ would say, sure, wear a cross, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's plenty of jokes about how... You would yeah. think Jesus would probably be a little creeped out for what he was killed on, being the symbol. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which, being the anniversary of 9-11, brings us back to the the 9-11 suit from American Atheists about the the girder that's in the shape of a T mm. that, they want to ha- that some people want included in the Memorial Museum. It's like, it's just a T. Let's just make this for everybody, it not just like about cross, your damn though. Christians. Yeah, hmm. because... Girders are welded in X's. Deal with it. Looks like a cross. It could be a... What's what's the other version? Looks like a cross! The X version? (laughs) Was it the St. Christopher's cross or something? Yeah, the one that's equal on each side. That's basically like someone's spread eagle. Uh, uh, You mean the the Conan cross? No, it's the St. Andrew's cross. St. Andrew's, thank you. Oh, because St. Andrew probably would have loved that too. I don't know. Was he crucified? Probably not. Um, no, I think that he was tied to it and beaten. Oh, we'll see. There you go. Which is it, what it, is it about? Never mind. You, you, you know what? I don't even want to go down that road. Anyway, hey! <laughs> so like you know, 150 years from now, people are going to be like having little waterboards <laughs> <laughs> or electric chairs or, or electric chairs. or little in, uh, uh, injection thingies. Um, brain not working tonight. Um, syringes? syringes. Syringes. Thank you. You knew the word. You were just making me like wiggle on a hook. Yep, pretty much. You were just kind of like, is like a worm. <laughs> I was, I was afraid too. of worms, Roxanne. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, moving on. Then we've got our freedom of speech issues out there. Uh, you know what? I I. I don't. Since you don't have the big board, I don't know what the thread is, and I didn't write anything down because I'm just. I, yeah. Well, we can talk about. More. Well, actually, I have something I want to talk about. Go ahead, Donna. There is a uh, archaeology dig going on in England right now that's getting a lot of really big press. Good job they, staying in England, keeping the thread going. I'm. All right, Donna. I'm staying international. And um, in England. So. I was going to go to like Asia, so. That's no, easy. I want to stay in England. Exactly, it's good. You're doing a I'm good thing. I'm thinking of England. I'm sorry I said anything. Better beer in England than in Asia. I'm I'm um, thinking of England. Okay, like that matters uh, to me. Yeah, yeah, it does. Because we're your friends, and you should you should go to places and stay in places that we can telepathically telepathically have good beer. T- telepathically have good beer. Yes. Go ahead, Donna. So <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Telepathically have good beer? beer? What? Yes. How? Telepathically. <laughs> how does that work? How, is this, how, how do you not understand this? How, how do you have telepathically beer? Good. <laughs> they have beer. I we am, just, we're having those memories. Yeah. Of, you, you just know, want to be in a place that has good beer even if you're not having it? Yeah. Yes. But you already know that it's there, so can't you be happy from that? No. Can't you be telepathically enjoy the beer all the way over here in Texas? No. Since well, we're I am. throwing out the laws of physics anyway. No, well, no, wait. I already am 
telepathically having to be from here in Texas to England. But if we there you go. No, but if we went to Asia, then I have to go from Texas to Asia back to England, and that's just too far. So we're gonna stay in England where they have good beer. Donna, please continue. So one of the things that uh, I guess it's the University of uh, Leicester, I believe. They've been. Wait, Leicester or Leicester? That's a Leicester. I've heard it both ways. Ah, okay. So. Chester, you lied. It's a lie. Chester. All right. And once again, Richard will correct us on this. So. Chester's just lying. Leicester. <laughs> it's Leicester, ma'am. Okay. Oh, God. So, archaeologists have <laughs> been doomed. searching for Richard III, and they believe that they have actually... But we know Richard. Yes. But we're talking dead king from, like, the 1400s. Oh, I wonder if they're related. We know Richard. This is talking about Richard III, who was in the past, and so, like Zephyr Beeblebrax, it was an accident with a condom and a time machine. Huh. Rubber bands. So, they've been digging up. They've found an individual <laughs> um, with a cleaved-in skull that they believe could be Richard III. Ooh. There are also some other um, identifying marks, like severe scoliosis and everything else. And it's really neat because... Normally, you don't really find named individuals. You find, you know, Joe Schmo, you know, the Australopithecus, or you find... Richard Richard the Shrubber, not Richard the Third. Exactly. Right. Right. So this is actually really neat. It's really exciting. Unfortunately, um, it doesn't... It sounds like they're kind of jumping the gun here. Yeah. Like, okay, like, Richard the Third was the only person ever to have spinal abnormalities... He had he had a cleaved in skull and scoliosis. Right, and uh-huh. I like the just... fact that they're actually going to test the DNA right. to the family line. Then you can say could be, maybe, but not. Yeah, we think it is just because it has a funky spine and a cleaved in skull. Well, it's once again, it's that that combination of genetics and science that we've been genetics and archaeology and anthropology that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks of. They have evidence that supports this, and now they're going for the genetics to prove their suppositions. He so. was buried in a parking lot. It wasn't How a can parking a king lot be when bar- he was buried in a parking lot. Wasn't a parking lot. When you he was know buried they paved there. paradise, okay. right? And yes, yes, well, okay. by the dashboard what, light. <laughs> what was this place before it was a parking lot? Was it like a church? I think so. Yeah. Yes. It rem- there were remains of cloisters, the chapter house, as well as well as a church. So, very so, cool so they're okay. digging up a parking lot. That's kind of cool. Except, of course, they're digging up the parking lot to lay something else. But I mean, it'd be nice if they dug up a parking lot to put you up know, trees. pave paradise. No, wait, pave paradise, live a parking lot. Uh, anyway, to make paradise, you know, the j- exact opposite of big yellow taxi. Yeah, I got that. Okay. Good. Then happiness and joy. Anything else about this Richard the Third guy? No, but I got something else I want to talk did, about. Did, did, did uh, Richard the Third actually get get a hatchet to the head? Yes, I believe so. Okay, so see, that's that's pretty good. So he can say, "Mon Dieu, il y a un ash dans ma tête," which in French means, "Oh my God, there's an axe in my head." <laughs> there's actually a website that has like two hundred different ways to say. Oh my god, there's an axe in my head. That's something you need to know as a world traveler. I'm telling you, that's one of my favorite things. Forget where's the library or where, you know, can I have a ham sandwich? It's, oh my god, there's an axe in my head. (laughs) Oh, mon dieu. Mon dieu. 
Oh, but my oh. personal favorite story of the week had to come from Poland. See, I'm going, I'm going uh, further. You're going slightly north. Poland's kind east. of a party place for American citizens. I've been to Poland. I've partied in Poland. There you go. I thought it was I rest the my case. Netherlands with their lax drug laws. Uh, no, no, I've partied in Poland. <laughs> uh, Poland um, is just cheap and fun. Is this more stuff about telepathic beer? Yep. Well, I'm thinking <laughs> that some of these priests have been drinking something beer-like with some of that stuff that they oh, find in the Oh, I know what we're talking about. With mescaline in it or something? Yes. Or their version of it. Yes, because apparently Poland has so many exorcisms now, they had to put out a magazine. They have a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriately titled Exorcist. Exorcist. Yeah. Oh. I think it was an exorcist. That's a it is called Exorcista. Good use of money. Exo, I, exo, exo, I assume this is church money Christa. that's put into this, not like public money. And it has, yeah, the, the well, first the it, first issue... Includes uh, articles titled... It's got a centerfold fold-out of, you know, this woman with her head turned on backwards, but her pouty lips and her Well, actually, okay, before we get to the, uh, the, the titles, um, they do say, according to both exorcists, depictions of demonic possession in horror films are largely accurate. And in fact, one of them says that he has seen... Um, Levitation. Levitation. With his own eyes. But that's less common. Yeah, well, yeah. Talk about your telepathic beer. And and apparently, they also said... I need to stop saying apparently. I'll stop saying that. Um, in the last 15 years, the exorcisms have risen from four to more than 120. And there's a waiting list. It's a waiting list. I mean, how long would you put up with a demon? <laughs> well, there are demons and then there are demons. I guess so. Yeah, you, you have you have demons like there's this one woman who's be, who's being charged for um, drowning her child here in Texas, huh. who who just said I have I must have demons. Now she didn't say that they talked to her and told her to do that, yeah. but she believes she has demons. So I mean those weren't exactly aggressive, you know, go out and kill people demons. It was just infesting demons that got huh. caught too late. Uh-huh. The, the kinds that, but maybe there's just you know. Don't file your taxes on time, demons. Oh, that could well, be true. Okay, here or, we go. you know, jaywalking demons. Yeah. Possession comes as a result of committing evil. And it's nine-tenths of the law. killing, and other sins. So they're kind of lax on, I guess, what that is. You know, I, I guess calling your neighbor a dirty whore might get you possessed. Might get you laid. Might get you laid. <laughs> yeah, there you go. My personal favorite was though the articles. Apparently, yes. New Age, the spiritual vacuum cleaner. <laughs> See, I remember playing a Ghostbusters game way back in the day, and you had to buy this vacuum cleaner for the top of the Ecto-1, so as you were driving around the city, you can vacuum clean up ghosts. Maybe that's what they got the inspiration from. I think that's from. exactly what it is, because um, I think they're, what, they, they don't really go into detail what the article is, but it's basically, I think, saying that New Age-ism sucks your soul out. Yeah. Oh, and then the second article, Satan is real. Satan is real. That's kind of an assumption for thinking that you need to do exorcisms in the first first place to assume that Satan is real. 
All I have to say is yeah. these guys have never been on the 410 in San Antonio because apparently it manifests, manifests itself in forms of screams, shouting, anger, <laughs> rage, and threats are common. I'm telling you, the 410 is just the den of possession. Then. Yes, which which kind of implies that the entire Western San, Hemisphere, no, the, the entire, entire San Antonian. Uh, road system was probably created by right. demons. By sort t- of like good omens, you know? how. No, no. No, it wasn't created by demons. It was created by people taking a pot of spaghetti, dumping it out on a table, and say, that's where we're gonna. That's how we're going to draw the roads. That's Ouija board-like. That's sort yeah. of like demons. Yeah. So you're saying Satan affected that bucket of pasta. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And not the flying spaghetti mm-hmm. monster. Sure. Because no, the flying no, no. spaghetti monster would have made a, a gorgeous one that would probably have it pizzas at every exit. Pirate and mid- midget-shaped. Sure. With beer. Mm-hmm. And a beer volcano. And a tree. Yeah. Exactly. And a stripper. Okay! <laughs> anyway. Well, that's... I'm very excited. I, I, I hope that they release it in English. And may, maybe they'll have it online. I can't believe that people are going to be buying a magazine about exorcists. Well, you know, I'm just wondering how many coupons it has for split pea soup in it. <laughs> this is Cardinal Gergzak for Zerzer. He likes vowels and long walks on the beach. <laughs> so that's what the centerfold is? One assumes. I mean, yeah. they're probably going to put the de- demon. I'm imagining there. it's probably just constant pictures of Pope John Paul II. Could be. Because he, he, did, he did come up with the exorcism uh, language that they use. Yep. John Paul did that? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, they totally left out Ringo and George. <laughs> I, I just thought that was an invention of an earlier pope, not uh, so recently. I, I'm as sure it was, but John Paul it. updated it for the new century. Right. But not gotcha. for the new millennium. So that was part of Vatican II or something? I guess so. First, we must recognize that demons are real. Is that what John Paul II sounded like? Yep. Some weird, bad German accent? Yep. <laughs> Even no, though that he would was be Polish. the current Pope. Yeah, he was Polish. I, can, I don't know what Polish people sound like. It's true. And it ties into this whole Polish discussion thing. Yeah. Yep. Although I do like their sausages. I've heard that about you. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> First time I've ever said it. On microphone, maybe? Yep. like to stick him in but, and microwave. But, Gary, you talk in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> How would you know that? <laughs> no, I don't even want you to okay. say. Do you exactly. remember the Texas Free Thought Convention yeah. last year? Yep. Oh, you mean the one where I didn't get any sleep? <laughs> oh, yeah. That one. one. You're not I, may, I, may, I may have rambled incoherently all night, but that doesn't mean I was talking in my sleep. <laughs> You're not supposed to get sleep at conventions. <laughs> have you ever heard me talk about Tam? Yeah. For hours at a time on the show? <laughs> yes, you know, we I have. think I recall once. <laughs> or twice. twice. Uh, so what else we got? What well, else we got going uh, on? One quick thing before we wrap things up is uh, I was talking about a story out of Asia. And um, this really is fairly quick. The but band? No, no, the continent. Okay. Where I was hoping he'd break into a, a chorus from Heat of the Moment. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, um, you know, we all know about the whole kind of shark fin soup problem where, you know, 
sharks are being harvested just for their fins and traditional Chinese medicine or whatever, but there's starting to be protections for those sharks, and yep. also they're starting to go, you know, extinct because everybody's killing them all. Apparently, traditional Chinese medicine practitioners have, despite the fact that this has had nothing to do with their practice for thousands of years, all this, oh, it's old, so it's wonderful stuff that... that uh, you know, traditional medicine people keep throwing at us. Um, the practitioners have decided to switch over to the gills of manta rays gills and mobula rays. rays. And these are exactly like fins how? I, well, it's not a direct thing from sharks directly to manta rays. Well, one can see that. But, yeah, it's... <laughs> they're, they're talking about using it as an ingredient for soup to... In, Reduce heat of the soup. Exactly. There and, we go. And I was it, waiting for it that. Boosts the immune systems, reduce toxins, enhances blood circulation, blah, blah, blah. cures cancer, chicken pox, throat and skin ailments, kidney issues, only in males. And makes you more beautiful, and which for, makes you more and of smarter. Course, fertility issue. So there's there's no actual medical evidence behind oh, having think? powdered gills <laughs> of manta ray. But still, it just says there's no medical evidence that yeah. shows that fins of sharks or make... rhino horn or tiger penis or any of the other crap that keeps hell on even peddling. ginseng. Yeah. So Stupid. there, you know, pounds, you know, thousands upon thousands of pounds and kilograms of this stuff showing up in markets now, and it's just not good thinking stuff. No, it is not. This, so. It's bad. So yeah, and depressing photos you find online of just these killed manta rays who are drawn and quartered and mm-hmm. their bodies aren't used for anything except for they're going to harvest the, the gills and leave the, the rest gills. behind. Yeah. I mean, come on, people. At least eat the rest of the damn things. So yeah. If you're going to do it, oh, that, that really okay, that pisses me off. Yeah, as it should. Which is why we mention it on podcasts like this. Yeah. To get your ire up, people. Yeah. But And maybe write us a letter. Or, if you see someone buying a, uh, essence of gill of uh, manta ray, punch him in the nose! Yeah. <laughs> and say, there you go. That works just as good. Yes. Actually, we don't we don't recommend that you get violent with it. No, just... That's just wrong. Just post a picture to their Facebook page and yell at them. Yes. Exactly. But we don't have time for posting on Facebooks or we yelling don't. at each other anymore because we don't. Is, are things moving too quickly? Well, actually, no. keeping with the international theme. Oh, what? What I do? No, it's what you will do. Oh dear. Is this a- song challenge? Oh, oh right. Yes. A couple weeks ago, we we did our song challenge songs, but we hadn't thought of a theme and. We asked people for suggestions and decided to leave it up to to Donna to tell us what the theme is going to be. And actually, nobody gave me suggestions, so I came up with something all on my own. We're so proud of you, Donna. (laughs) Now we're a little afraid. (laughs) We were proud, now we're afraid. Yep. And I have a specific date by which you all have to have this done. Oh, bugger. You do do have plenty of time. You realize Gary has school, right? Right, and I'm giving you guys plenty of time. The date that these will be due is October 24th. Oh, wait. I I see. I'm seeing some sort of themey thing involved but here. We're September. It's the September challenge. Just work with me here. I'm giving okay. you guys plenty of time because, first off, 
that will be my birthday, and so this will be your all's birthday ah, present to me. Okay. Second of all, keeping with the international theme, you are going to have to work in the words United Nations Day because that's what October 24th is. And since it's going to be kind of about me, I'm going to make you guys work in Alfred Hitchcock and the word splanknocranium. It's because I'm an anthropologist and, well, that's one of my favorite words. It's what? Splanknocranium. You're going to have to spell that for us later on. That's a that's a word? Or yes, it is. Splanknocranium. Oh, okay. Splanknocranium. Okay. It actually means the facial portion of a skull. God, we have to get Alfred Hitchcock, Splanknocranium, and United Nations Day in there? Yeah. All right. Okay. You, got, you guys had been suggesting a challenge where certain words had to be in there. Does it have to be United Nations Day you or know, just I, United you know, Nations? No, I'll give you just United Nations. Okay. But it is United so, Nations. So we can't write a song that says Donna told us to write a song sure to include can. this word, uh, all, this word, All you and have this to do word. is include them in there. If that's the way you want to do it, yeah. then that's you fine. Can do it that it's way. kind of like saying, use this word in a sentence and then saying, this sentence contains the word splanknocranium. <laughs> which, which doesn't show uh, any um, knowledge of the word, but, you know. But that's my challenge, and that's why I'm giving you guys till October 24th. I see. Okay. All right, well, good Challenge luck. accepted! Challenge afraid of... Accepted! <laughs> accepted and afraid of... Well, Gary's already got a point ahead, because he is meeting this challenge head-on, whereas you kind of be cowering under the table. Yep. Yes. And you know what? I'm going to forget about it as soon as we're done with this podcast. And I will remember right. it about a week before when you remind me. <laughs> <laughs> and I will come up with something. It'll be spoken word. <laughs> be spoken word. And it'll probably like, Donna told me to use these words. In this <laughs> but yes, a, just so you guys know, like I said, I will reiterate that splanknocranium is the facial portion of a skull. Well, you'll spell it out for us and we'll research it and yeah. find out. Who the hell this Alfred Hitchcock guy is? I don't know. Porn star? Probably. Well, since I'm all afraid of the song, I'm just going to move us along to the lightning round. Lightning round! Lightning round! Yes! Yes, the lightning round. The lightning round! Wherein we take 90 seconds... Wait, how are we doing it? No. Yes. You each get 90 seconds. Where each... Contestant gets 90 seconds to try and fill in the blank. Answer as many fill in the blank questions as you can. Oh, I was just going to take 90 seconds to fill in You're the blank. You're just going to fill in a lot of blanks, and that yeah. makes me a little... You know, play Sudoku. Weird. So, Gary has already explained the rules, so Donna's going to go first. <laughs> okay. You're going to have 90 seconds, starting when I finish the first question. Listener James Stringer sent us a cracked article of, quote, five ridiculous lies that fooled the whole world, which included as number one, blank. Uh, uh, uh the MMR guy, uh, Wakefield. Yes. Responding to, um, sorry, um, after Maryland lawmaker Emmett Burns tried to silence a Ravens player from speaking out about gay marriage, Vikings punter Chris Clue responded with a letter saying that gay marriage will not turn Burns into a blank. Raving cocksucker. Close enough, close enough, lustful cock monster. 
Citing research on agricultural versus herding patterns in the United Kingdom, researchers are reevaluating the lifestyles of people who built blank. Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Uh, following a campaign by South Korea's uh, Society for Textbook Revised, the Korean government set up a panel of scientists to advise on the teaching of blank in schools. Evolution. This week, the Facebook a Facebook page was creating uh, memorializing actor blank, despite that he's still alive. Morgan Freeman. New research published by the online Nature reveals that blank are pushing around sediment, filling in gaps, resulting in smooth undersea plains. Manta rays. <laughs> Bottom trawling fishing vessels. The Texas Transportation Commission has approved a change at a toll road between Austin and San Antonio, making the speed limit blank. 85 miles per hour. Dr. Anthony Atala of Wake Forest University, having perfected growing ears for injured soldiers, is now working to make functional blanks for the injured soldiers. Peni. Penises, yes. There you go. You had seven correct and one wrong. Pretty Woo! good, Donna. Yeah, actually, reading the articles helps. Yeah, very good. So you got a, a tall order of flapjacks ahead of you there, Gary. Yikes. Yeah, but are they maybe. evil flapjacks? Hell yes. <laughs> Got your timer ready? Yep. All right, let's go to it. Your time for 90 seconds will begin when I finish your first question. Listener Richard Hannes posted an article to our page telling of a Mas- Manchester United Kingdom church teaching that a combination of olive oil, blackcurrant juice, and prayers curs blank and blank. Acne and infidelity. Cancer and, and HIV. HIV. Responding to criticism of the language used in his first letter to Emmett Burns, Vikings punter Chris Clue reiterated his point, saying instead this time that gay marriage won't turn Burns into a blank. Into a knitting kitten player thing. Kitten playing with knitting stuff. Frolicking ostrich. Spanish investigators reported in the journal Circulation Research that... That's unfair. All the other ones are from... (laughs) From headlines. That's not from the headline, you bastard. Okay. Neither was Croc Monster. Um, jer- circulation rich that drinking two glasses of blank a day can help lower blood pressure and reduce cardiovascular disease. I don't even know what the question is. What? Non-alcoholic wine. Donna gets that one. Grape uh, juice, you mean. <laughs> New York Club Night Moves claims that blank are exempt under t- state tax law as live, dramatic, and musical arts performances. Naked dancing. Close enough. Lap dances. A California survey of blank found that private schools have twice the opt-out rate. Anti-vaccine shit. Sure enough. They have twice the vaccination opt-out. Vaccination? Uh, Yes. Uh, Scientists at the University of Southern California say they detected a link between recreational marijuana use and the greater chance of blank. Oh, probably lung cancer. Testicular cancer. Oh, that's right. Testicular cancer. Had to be testicular. Um... Saying someone that found an HD version of a photo that made a cool video of it, Scott C. Waring suggests that a dot on a Mars Curiosity rover picture is... A UFO. And an alien life form. Yeah, I read uh, both. That's what I actually read. So... I got two or three or something. Because of his complaining, he got three right and three (laughs) incorrect. Which makes Donna queen of the podcast! Yay! Yay, you go girl. You're technically nine, because I answered two Yes, minutes. that's true. <laughs> that's true, plus the lap dancing one. But I knew that one. Because I was one. like trying to give you the... But I knew that one. Yeah. But you looked at me like... Funny when... <laughs> yeah, I thought... Well, when you I, saw that, I didn't... Yeah, I, like, thought, I, thought, I thought it might have been something else. 
So it looks like <laughs> if I have any chance of overthrowing Donna as queen of the podcast, I have to get nine correct. Because she got yep. seven of her own and two of yours. That's right. Technically, you have to get ten, because you have to get more than I do. That's true. Ooh. That's a tall order. So you got Great your timer slowly. ready? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready? Yes. Well, are you ready? Yeah, I, I am mean, ready. <laughs> yes. I'm just a timer. Okay. Mormon church leader Efri Guzman was arrested for allegedly assaulting a 13-year-old girl, her mother, and blank of the brother when he came to their defense. The, he, bit, he bit the penis of the brother. Using the touch impulses of their sensory organs, researchers at North Carolina State University have developed a way of remotely controlling the movement of... Cockroaches. Cockroaches. Lenoir City High School teacher James Yokely, whose students wrote articles about experiences of atheist and gay students that were made international headlines, has been... Transferred to another school. I give it to you, even though it says unceremoniously transferred. Okay. Fort Lauderdale fortune teller Vivian Marks and her family were charged last year with operating a multi-million dollar fraud. A judge banned them from working as spiritual guides or psychics. A federal judge has just allowed her to get a job as a... Online psychic. Well, that's a step up. Yeah, exactly. I love that you threw this word in. Actor and alleged comedian, Rob <laughs> Schneider, drew a line in the sand asking California Governor Brown to veto a bill requiring blank. Um, uh, a doctor's note to opt out of vaccination in California schools. You can do it. I think that's the only line he ever says in movies these days. Yep. A St. Martinsville, Louisiana class of 1973 has made their reunions non-segregated but included blank in the event announcement. A white whites only after party. <laughs> it's okay. It's just nostalgia. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh. I only got six right. Oh. Not wow. even matching the seven of her original questions. So congratulations, Donna. You are definitely wow. the Queen Jubilee podcast queen of Yeah, but I'm not queeniness. Somebody. The Queen Jubilee podcast queen of queeniness. <laughs> yes, exactly. You heard what I said. <laughs> I, that, I, I did. That, my God, that really sounds like a drag queen name. <laughs> it, it does. You're Priscilla, queen of the desert. Priscilla, queen of the podcast. There you go. <laughs> So, unfortunately, we didn't get to one of the things that Gary wanted to talk about, which was that um, apparently there's this electrical engineer in Japan, I think, who's who's doing scientific um, measurements on guitars. Oh, guitars, yeah. yeah. I thought that was rather interesting. We, we've talked about this with the Stradivarius and not only how that was made, but also the acoustical characteristics and, of it. And that was just modern violins versus old violins. Right. This is just looking at any guitar that's made nowadays. Using what's the, modern what, techniques. What's yeah. the good shape for it or yeah. something like that. And Yeah, and uh, they found one is that a thicker body is, is better um, than a thinner body, which I think... We all know that simply because it, it'll carry a little bit more and you get more bass response, which gives a warmer tone to well, the guitar. Resonance and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but there, but Plus those l- really thin kind of acoustic guitars that are kind of acoustic electric sound, they, they seem very flimsy in the first yeah. place anyway. Yeah. Uh, now, what they, they didn't 
is see if maybe a deeper guitar might be better. But then again, they're they're looking at the characteristics of guitars that are currently made today. Well, they they, they said they they had a range of different depths. Yeah, and they found that this certain depth was good for sound, but anything smaller than that, that was flimsy and didn't have a great sound. Anything bigger than that was just too cumbersome. Yeah, like I think of those big guitars, bass guitars that are used in mariachi music. Oh, yeah. That just look incredibly ungainly, and of course I've never played one, so I don't know how e- they're easy incredibly it is to play. ungainly. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, they're they're looking at it from a scientific point of view, so they're trying to figure out what the uh, tonal characteristics of they are of those guitars are, and how people respond to them. Right. Um, so they've they've found the 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 depth and sort of the body shape. But they're also going to start looking at uh, how the sound holes, that the so-called F holes. Uh, well, there's the big old O sound hole that most gu- acoustic guitars have nowadays, right. and then the F holes that you traditionally see on a, ma- a, a violin or a mandolin or right. cello or something like that. And basically, mo- most string instruments have the F holes. There are plenty the of versions guitar, of yeah. mandolins that have just an O, o hole oh, I didn't in them, and that's kind of an older style uh, that you might see it. Someone might try to pull out at a Ren fair or something. Oh, I did not know that. Oh. So it'll be interesting to see how far they, they take that. But that also ties into uh, another study that, that they're doing in, I think it's Vienna, where they're trying to characterize concert halls. And so they've got uh, two acoustic experts, two musical experts, and then two, uh, I guess, lay experts, people who really like classical music but aren't experts in necessarily in the field and they're going around and they're trying to figure out what makes a concert hall pleasing to the audience and so they kind of will survey these people to say which one sounds the best which to you sounds the best and yeah. then once they figure out which one sounds the best versus which sounds the worst they can measure things and say well what's the construction what's the shape exactly what's, so they can once we have that subjective rating we can get the objective rating Right, and and the the one thing that I noticed in both of these studies is monkeys, well apes, but yes, uh, is that it's is that it's it, they they've gone very scientific, but they are ignoring a very subjective part in that in guitars, if a guitar looks good, that often influences, or sometimes conversely, like Stevie Ray Vaughan's guitar was beat to hell, and and even you know John Mayer and certain other. Willie Nelson's thing looks like crap. Yeah, and so, but because they've played that for so long, there's there's a certain gravitas to it, so mm-hmm. people think it sounds good, and that's because these amazing players are playing them and they're pulling some great sounds out of them, right? So you've got you've got that thing, and then the concert halls. You can also have a very subjective experience because if it's a very clinical place, you may not think that the music sounds as good as, say, a more ornate place. Or conversely, you know, it could be this. So they need to gouge out the eyes of these people first before they go into well, the concert it, hall. Well, I think, I think they should also take into account how someone feels just walking into the hall. Because, you know, maybe a too modern design may turn people off of the classical music, mm-hmm. right? Uh, anyway, that was just something that I thought while while reading it. But they're they're ignoring that, in which you guess you sort of have to if you're going purely scientific. But we know that the mind is a great influence on how you feel and how you think about things. 
Yeah. So psychology is not a a minor issue in dealing with highly subjective things such as sound. Yeah. <laughs> but they did at least on the guitar study that they said that they had some subjective things like what did people think sounded better, but yeah. also just an oscilloscope and someone strumming yeah. and saying, you know, either just strumming open strings or actually picking notes or something on it to say sure. and what 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 has that resonant tone to it scientifically as well as the subjective yeah. side. And, and that's also a very difficult task. And even, even the concert halls is that because you have to... Uh, changes in uh, pr- air pressure... Uh, mm-hmm. Whether it's humid or not, can completely change the sound of the strings on a guitar and the the resonant characteristics of a of a hall. So it's very it's it's not. And also, a, a hall it, sounds very differently when you've got five people in there testing yes. something and a thousand bodies soaking up some of that. Yeah, reverb. absolutely, absolutely. And the crying baby three rows behind you. And the <laughs> diddly, 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 diddly. <laughs> exactly. Turn well, off your phone, you bastard! <laughs> Which is something you don't often hear in Vienna, <laughs> or at least it's more like turn off your phone, you bastard! You bastard! <laughs> but yes, so that, I thought it was pretty cool, uh, and I I look forward to their results, yeah. their initial results. And then their final results, and then carrying that further into... Yeah, right right now they just looked at the depth of the body of the guitar, but they also said in the article one of the other things they're looking into... Sound holes. ...is sound holes, but also the materials that a guitar is made out of, because if you can make it with synthetic resins or something like that, it'd be faster to make quality, quality guitars, but exactly like you said a couple minutes ago, someone looks at... Okay... I look at an Ovation guitar, yeah. which is the one that they're all acoustic electric, and they've got this curved plastic back to it. I can't stand that curve. They look cheap. Yeah. So I hate the sound of it. Right. And yet, some of them sell for $1,100. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I'm prejudiced of wanting to hear something that has an acoustic, that has a wooden look to it. Right. Or if you have an, an, an acoustic instrument that has an acoustic electric setup, that it's got um, an electronic box on it, and it has a plug with a wire, and there's a, a pickup on the bridge or something like that of an acoustic instrument. For me, that seems like it would l- sound less good than a natural instrument that doesn't have all that accoutrement added onto it that might block some of the sound or mm. or futz with things. But that's just my crazy psychology. Yeah. Uh, not mine. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well... But I, I, I understand what, what you yeah. mean. I've w- but it goes back to the look of a guitar. Yeah. Even if you have a nice wooden guitar that was made by a great um, luthier, yeah. if someone has given it a kind of weird paint job that's got, like, cactuses sparkles. and sparkles on it, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, that looks cheap. Right. As opposed to something that's just a standard kind of sunburst But, I mean, if you, do paint, yeah. if you do paint a guitar, it does result in a different... Uh, vibratory characteristic than just lacquering it. Yeah, uh, so I can see that, but you may luck out and come up with this real. Oh my god, it sounds really good. I'm so glad I painted that cactus on it. I'm going to regret <laughs> it in 12 years when I hate it, but it sounds good <laughs> or not. Yeah, <laughs> but it should be interesting to see what what more research comes out of these ideas of looking at instruments from a objective point of view. Yeah. 
I'm just saying. I'll shut up. That's okay. We're boring Donna anyway. Yay! So wrap things up. Donna's going to start talking about the, the red camera. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't really like the red camera. <gasps> Shh! Don't tell them. I know. Well, that'll save you some money in rental. <laughs> no, if, if I'm going to go for the red right now, like the red Scarlet, I would go for the um, Sony FS100. There you go. Same price, better camera. Awesome. Well, if you have anything to say about guitars or cameras or whatever, go ahead and leave us a note on, on our Facebook page Facebook or, or email us or, or, tweet us or tweet at us. Or we'd love to he- see some comments on iTunes. Or if you yeah. have suggestions for articles to talk about next week, then go ahead and post us to our Facebook page. Or just you know, let us know you're out there, and um, we like hearing from you. Is there anybody out there? And on that note, goodbye! (laughs) The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Yep, totally out of tune. That's all I've come have to expect al- from you, Gary. Have you always had that picture up? That looks like a volcano blowing up? Um, or a really bad hemorrhoid? The first month or so I was in the house, no. But for the last year and a half, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's um, yeah, not that, level. It, it was uh, when I first put it up. Oh, it may it, may it may actually just be the yeah. ceiling, but no, I think I think it's not. I think it's your painting. I think it just wants to be odd. When we're done here, is it called explosive diarrhea? <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to tell you where I was going with that painting. But I'm guessing it was not explosive diarrhea. <laughs> Queefed? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. That's more appropriate. Unless, of course, you you also have a hemorrhoid happening at the same time. So my my brother and my middle brother and his wife used to have um, an indoor uh, little water trickly thing. A fountain? Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And they, they, they put in a koi pond out back of their house. But kind of before they had that, they had the little water trickly thing. And <laughs> that's right. I refuse to speak in you proper f- nouns. Um, and so I was sitting there, and they had it running. And for a while, you know, was, I, I was just ignoring it. And then I started hearing it, and I kept on looking around, not realizing that way. Because the way the where it was... It sounded like it was reflecting off like a window. They had it next to the window, but it sounded like it was actually coming from the kitchen. Right. Because for the whatever acoustics. Reason. Yeah, of that room. And I was just like, man, that that really sounds like bacon, frying bacon. But I don't smell any. Are, are you guys frying bacon? It's like, what? No, that's the little water folly downy thingy. <laughs> 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 and. Uh, 
And I was like, wow, that really sounds like Vegeta. And so, eh, never mind. So we continued the conversation. And some of my brothers started, he, he's like 15 minutes like, God damn it, Gary, it does sound like bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and like three months you later. You know what? Hold on. That should be a song for evil. God damn it, it's bacon. God damn it, it's bacon. <laughs> like it. Um, yeah, so three months later, he calls me up and says, yeah, we had to get rid of it. Because <laughs> that's all Lynn, it's no longer soothing. <laughs> all you can think of is it sounds like prime bacon. And, and I, it is, it, it, that's exactly what it sounded like. It just sounded like grease in a pan, you know. It's funny.